Welcome to Row 2 Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Road to Play Podcast. This is Kent Blue, your game master, and I'm coming to you from our new home at fanoffmedia.com. Be sure to check out fanoffmedia.com for all the cool shows over on the Fanoff Network. Shows about horror movies, wrestling, comic books, whatever you can think of, they've got you covered. This week, uh, we are back to wrapping up Row for Shoes with Kristen Devine. Took a week off to, to feature Tiny Supers. Hope you checked out that Kickstarter. Still going for another, uh, almost another month, really, going until after Gen Con. So definitely check it out. Just go to Kickstarter, Tiny Supers. It's going to get you right there. Speaking of Gen Con, it is in two short weeks. I'm going to be there. I have everything ready, uh, everything lined out. So it's just a matter of showing up and doing the thing. If you're going to be there, please reach out to me. I'd love to meet anybody, any of the listeners of the show. Just have a quick chat with you, spend some time with you, get to know you, say thank you for listening, because really, that's the most important thing to me, is meeting people who actually take the time out of their week to listen to this show that I put on. Uh, It means a whole lot to me. But yeah, not a whole lot going on other than Gen Con coming up in a couple weeks, so... Let's get right into this game of Rover Shoes with trimmers, uh, with graboids, with just all kinds of weirdness with Kristen Devine of Dice Up Games. Okay, so you head out, uh, you, he- you head anywhere in particular? Or, I mean, it's such a small town. Um, it, no, it is a small town. I think just back, just back over to... Uh, just over to the convenience store to talk to someone other than this guy in a suit and just kind of see what people are doing and what the general feel of, of the graboids are here. She just can't believe that people are just living <laughs> with these creatures in this town. <laughs> it's it's mind boggling. Yeah. So as y'all exit Bert's house, uh, Miles, he, he peels off in his own direction back towards his SUV to do whatever Miles does during the day, uh, which honestly isn't a lot, uh, a lot of sitting around. <laughs> Doing nothing, making sure all the protective measures are, are in working order. So you make your way over to the store, and as you go in, uh, it's it's you know kind of your catch-all store. It's it's got stock full shelves, so obviously somebody they must airlift food into here periodically throughout the week, or you know every every so often. Uh, there's a young there's a young girl, you know, teenage girl back behind the counter, and she's. She's just flipping through a magazine because, uh, as you've probably noticed, cell phone service isn't that great out here. <laughs> hey, what's your name? Uh, Lydia. Hey, Lydia. I'm Lori. I'm a friend of Bert's. I'm here to help take care of El Blanco. Uh, what do you know about these creepy graboid things? Well, I mean, they've been here ever since. I, I mean, I've you know, I haven't lived a day without graboids. Uh, they've they've been here longer than I've been here. Okay. I mean, you say creepy. I think they're pretty cool. Uh, You know, we got we got El Blanco that lives here with us. Have you talked? Have you um, seen El Blanco up close? I mean, we've all been down in Bird's basement. Usually, whenever he goes out of town, we sneak over there and you know 
check it out. But yeah, mm. I've, I've seen El Blanco a couple of times. He knocked mm. me, I mean, just last week, uh, knocked me over as I was walking down the street. He got too close to the surface, I guess, and just up into me right on my butt. Oh, that must have been scary. Uh, well, you know, it, it did scare me a little bit because I didn't know what it was at first. But then, you know, I saw the saw the mound of dirt and put put two and two together. All right, Lydia. Well, uh, what kind of what kind of booze do you have here? Because you may have lived with these graboids your whole life, but they're they're brand new to me, and I'm I'm gonna need a little bit of liquid courage to to stay the night. Uh, well, that's um, you know, we only have homegrown stuff around here uh i'll get you i'll get you a bottle from the back uh let you sample it it's it's it is quite quite um visceral is the word i'm gonna use that's all right i'll uh, i could take it all just right. bring it on out and she disappears back into into a little a little office area comes back out and sets down this 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 mason jar of just clear liquid and puts a little shot glass next to it and fills it up and Hands it to you and says, "Well, uh, just remember that I warned you." Lori kind of rolls her eyes. I mean, what does this what does this teenage girl know about about drinking anyway? And she she knocks the shot back and immediately starts choking. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is the worst type of alcohol you could imagine. It tastes like there's probably some sort of uh, motor chemical in it as well. Uh, is definitely you're definitely concerned about what you have just put in your body. <laughs> and her eyes are watering and face is red and after she's after she's done choking, she says, This this is the worst stuff I, I have ever I have ever had. And then she immediately takes the bottle off the counter and and starts to walk around to do the rest of her shopping because she fully plans on taking that bottle with her. <laughs> And Lydia just she just lets you, you know. She she kind of kind of nods at you because you know she's like, well, you didn't throw up, so I mean, I guess I guess you can handle it pretty well. Lori grabs uh, just a couple a couple packages of ramen noodles and hot pockets and a bag of Cheetos, and she walks back over, throws everything on the counter, um, reaches for a wallet to to pay for it, and and says, "So, Lydia, what do you?" What do you guys do around here for fun? Uh, well, we don't really do. And about this time, uh, as she's in mid sentence, you you begin to hear a helicopter, the war of a helicopter blade, uh, as it uh, approaching the town. And Lydia kind of stops mid sentence. She looks up. She's like, she's like, well, it's not Wednesday. She's like, they don't usually don't bring the goat till Wednesday. She's like, and it's not, it's not the grocery. It's not the restock week. She's like, that's odd. And we are a no-fly zone. Hmm. Lori leaves everything on the on the counter um, except the alcohol and um, walks outside to see what what the helicopter is and if she can find Davis. Yeah, and Lydia follows you out, and and as you come out, you see Davis is already you know he's out there looking up. Look, he's got some binoculars looking off the distance, and there's another there's another suited man next to him, and a couple of the residents of Perfection have come out as well, and everybody's kind of looking up, shielding their eyes, looking up, and and just as you look over, you know, you see a distant a distant kind of mountain, you see three helicopters zooming towards you know heading straight towards Perfection. 
and Davis, Davis is like, uh, you know, you see him, he's far enough away. You can't really hear him, but he's talking mm-hmm. emphatically to the guy with him. And he kind of shoves him off and takes off running, you know, towards, towards his SUV. Oh, I'm going to run over towards him. Definitely. Um, so Lori takes off running and, um, I'm going to say she gets there right about the same time that, that he gets there and over the, the noise of all the helicopter, three helicopters, she's um, going to kind of yell at him like, what, what are you doing? What, why are these people here? I don't know. It's, and he's yelling back. He's kind of, you know, yeah, the guy's hands cut. He's like, this isn't an authorized delivery. There's no, there's nobody coming in today. I don't know what this is. He's like, did you, did you bring this? He's like, they showed up when you showed up, it seems. No, I didn't bring this. I came here to take care of a cat. I've only known known that these things existed for about 20 minutes now. What do we do? You have to keep these people safe. Well, uh, I, I, would, I, I would assume that – okay, so uh, – and he's, he's, he's yelling again. He's like, he's like hey, get, in, get in the SUV. And he climbs into the, into the driver's side of the SUV. Oh, no. She reaches – she – he was just trying to put the keys in the ignition and she just reaches over and grabs the keys and just turns around and throws them out. (laughs) Yep. And soon they're gobbled up by a snake. he's like, I just wanted to get in so you could talk. So we didn't have to yell. Well, and look, you have to tell a girl that it looks like you're trying to abandon us here. I've already told you earlier that I'm not going to drive out there and eat my truck right up. Well, I had forgotten about that, Davis. I don't really know how this works yet. I am brand new to this. Well, uh, okay. I don't, oh, well, and he looks up and the helicopters are coming in close. He's like, okay, I don't have time for this. And he runs around to the back of the SUV and pops it open uh, and and pulls out an, uh, a rocket launcher, an RPG, centers it up on his shoulder and starts tracking the, the helicopters. <sighs> Yeah, uh, Lori runs around to uh, to the back and sees that, of course, because there's there's two of two um, of these government guys that there's a second rocket launcher. Oh yeah, absolutely. So she absolutely is going to take that out of the truck and truck and try to track a second helicopter. And she's never used one of these, but she's <laughs> determined to shoot a helicopter out of the sky. Yeah, uh, it, it's yeah. So he he goes. This is probably. He's like, okay, we got we caught wind of a of a eco terrorist group that's 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 interested in getting, well, getting El- a graboid and weaponizing it. He's like, this has to be what that is. And he fires off, uh, fires off an RP, you know, a rocket, and it flies out. And uh, the helicopter, the one he was aiming at, just banks out of the way, and it just flies past and, and lands. You know miles down the, down the, the desert. Awesome. So, um, Lori props hers up onto her shoulder and, and she looks over and she's like, okay, well, if these guys are here to get El Blanco, then I can't let them take him because I have to protect him. So let's get these guys. And she is really excited because it's on her bucket list <laughs> to shoot a rocket launcher. And she never thought she'd get to do it before she died. <laughs> yeah. All right. Row to see how, if she's a quick learner. Okay, let's see. A four well, for the I, number tonight. I got a two, so my awesome. stop the player role was not successful. Awesome. So uh, 
Lori has, has, you know, nieces and nephews and, and a lot of them play video games. And so she's had to play a, a few and, and she figures if you've played a video game, right, if you've played Halo enough times, then you can shoot a rocket launcher. And although that makes no sense, it just happens to work for her this time. So she just props it up against her shoulder and she tracks that second helicopter for a couple of seconds. And then she just lets out a yell and, and fires it off and it just hits the top of the the helicopter knocks the blades off and it, it just goes down. Yeah. That helicopter goes down and it's, I mean, just a smoking mass and hits the ground. And, uh, the other two helicopters kind of bank out of the way and, and continue on. Uh, and about that time Davis pops back up with another RPG and fires it off. Uh, and his just, you know, like, like kicking a field goal just goes straight between them. Just, you know, doesn't even get close to them. And about this time, you notice that the, the downed helicopter is on fire, and two gra- you know two graboids surface and start going to grab it, but you know their little snake tongues get burnt, so it's not too long before they they pull back down, you know, realizing it's not a good meal. <laughs> Does um, it doesn't look like anyone's climbing out of the helicopter, right? The one that went down. No. Okay, so you know knowing that 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 those people are no longer a threat. Um, Lori's going to uh, try to shoot down a second one. She's going to want to, she's going to try to be two for two here. All right. Three. A one for me. Oh, nice. So Lori sees Davis miss his and she, she kind of smiles and, and says, Which is, this is your first time. We've never, never done this before. Come on. We gotta knock. We gotta knock these guys out of the air. We can't let them get to El Blanco. And she turns around. And she fires off the the second shot, and it just it hits the the helicopter square on, and it just catches fire and just circles down, and then crashes a little bit um, out of sight. But you can see all of the all the smoke billowing up. Yeah, and so by the time all that takes place, the the, the remaining helicopter makes it and begins to land down behind you know it's 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 noticed the the pilot has noticed the other two choppers go down so it it lands back behind the convenience store to kind of give you know give itself a shield and then uh uh, as that happens two more helicopters are are swooping in from the other side uh and landing you know close enough to perfection that that the people can get out i mean obviously these people are aware of the graboids so they know to land close enough where they could they can well, it doesn't act, actually. It doesn't even land. It just it gets close enough to the ground, and, and lines drop out, and the people begin repelling, repelling down. So Lori grabs grabs Davis and says, "Okay, we're, we have to get back over to Bert's, and he's got an armory there, and we're just gonna we're gonna take care of all of these guys and make sure that El Blanco's safe." And she grabs the rocket launcher and. Um, and Davis's hand and takes off towards towards Bert's house. But on on their way there, um, you know, just a few steps, they pass uh, Lydia, who is just staring at, at the helicopter's open mouth. And and uh, she grabs Lydia as well and says, you know, we need another pair of hands that can shoot. I'm guessing you know how to shoot a gun. You're coming with us. And she just takes them over to Bert's. All right. So, yeah, you are on your way to Bert's and uh, you, you get pretty close to Burt's about 50 yards and for come from running from behind Burt's you have there's there's five five soldiers I mean well they're dressed as soldiers they have 
uh, flak jackets on and, and combat pants, and uh, they come running out from behind Bert's house uh, and stand in front of you, blocking your way. Uh, a couple oh. of them, a couple of them have guns. A couple of them have like shock sticks, uh, you know, that that they use to subdue people. And, and and one of them, I mean, the lead one, kind of pull. You know, they're all wearing masks. He pulls off his mask, uh, and he says, "He says we're here for 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 the the white one." What do you want with El Blanco? It doesn't matter what we want. We're here for it, and we're going to take it. And you're not going to stand in our way. No, you can't have him. I'll give you one chance. You can leave now. She doesn't even wait. She just takes the rocket. <laughs> she just takes the rocket launcher and aims it right at the leader guy, and uh, and takes a shot. All right. Yeah. She's he... Very excited about this rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, off the table. That's why I have backup dice. <laughs> oh, a two. Oh, I got a three. So mark, well, mark yourself okay. an experience for. Okay. And then what were you going to say? Well, two things. One, can I um, use an XP and give myself an experience point with rocket launch? Or sorry, a skill with rocket launchers. Yep. Okay. I'll just say rocket launcher level. Is it level two? Level two. Level two. All right. So with okay. oh, did you have something else? No, no, no. I was okay. I was just gonna say, Lori. Um, Misses the shot because she is probably getting a little too excited and slightly cocky because she did get two good shots there. So she she's you know kind of picturing herself. She's like almost like a Sarah Connor in a movie. You know she's like I've I've got this now. I'm yeah. gonna protect El Blanco. And she just gets a little bit a little bit cocky and and the the shot goes wide. Yeah, he died. He rolls out of the way, pops up, uh, kind of on one knee, uh, and pull, he's pulled out a pulled out a handgun and starts starts firing off shots at you. Oh, so Lori has probably never been shot at, so uh, she is going to um, she's going to duck behind Davis. All right. <laughs> what should skill, I roll what, to what, duck? What skills do you have? I have. Uh, good at climbing shit, cutting things, kicking things, graboid knowledge, and rocket launcher. All right. So yeah, that's that's a do anything to 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 roll for ducking. Okay. He's gonna <laughs> roll one, or I'm gonna roll one uh, for stopping you or shooting you. Five. Uh, three. So yep, yeah, you you do you duck behind Davis, and we're gonna say that. I mean, you didn't you, you beat me pretty good. So that bullet's just whiz whiz past you and Davis. This guy, you know, probably got some dirt in his eye when he dove out of the way of this this rocket propelled grenade. So as Lori's back there, she's like holding on to the the back of his suit jacket, and and the bullets are whizzing by, and she's like, Davis, do something. Shouldn't you know how to handle these guys? And Davis is like, yeah, I do, and they, he pulls off his jacket as, as the three, uh, yeah, as the three with the shock sticks step up, and Davis just, I mean, he goes like full matrix on these guys. He starts kicking them and punching them, and he jumps up and like crane kicks one in the face. Uh, he's just, he's just, it's it all kind of slides into slow motion as as you see Davis just unleashing hell on these people, and the, and the two with guns are trying to. to to get around and flank you, one of them drops his gun and and pulls out pulls out off his back. He pulls out another like a uh, double ended uh, 
like shocking stick. I wish I knew what they were called. Uh, but <laughs> so it's kind of like a Darth Maul type type deal that he's got, and he's coming at you, you know, swinging it. And Lydia has pulled, you know, she's noticed the gun that that was in in your belt loop, and she's pulled that out and is just shooting at the at at the other one. Well, now I am picturing this like government type guy in with dark sunglasses, but he has a Darth Maul double blade red lightsaber yeah. in my mind. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. He is he has spray painted this thing, uh, the ends of it red, to because you know Phantom Menace is his favorite movie. <laughs> well, now I really want to take this guy down. If Phantom Menace is his favorite Star Wars movie, oh yeah. Um, so. I'm going to use kicking things, and I'm going to attempt to uh, to kick him. All right. So, yeah, roll that. Okay. get two for that. So, two threes. All right. I also got a three. So, that is a success. Yes. Such a good rule. Uh, <laughs> so, um yeah, so so Lori so Lori walks up not walks up to him, but you know he's coming at her with sunglasses on with this Darth Maul looking looking weapon, and um, she says, "Phantom Menace must be your favorite movie." And then she kicks him between the legs, and he, he his knees buckle, and he goes, "God damn right it is." <laughs> and as he's as he's going down, she just she just punches him just once, just to <laughs> just to knock him out. Yeah, and behind you, you hear. I mean, you hear the sounds of just carnage. As I mean, as Davis is. I mean, you hear a couple of necks snap. You hear bones breaking. Uh, it's really just a disgusting scene. As he is, I mean, almost tearing these these other three apart. Uh, and and Lydia is ducked back behind a car. Uh, you know, she has she's shooting the gun. She has the the lead the other one the leader one pinned down behind behind a, a mailbox. Uh, and they're, you know, they're trading shots with each other. Oh, awesome. Well, um, I mean, even though she was using a rocket launcher, every time she went to use it, Lori would set down the bottle of alcohol, obviously. So she's going to just reach up and just rip off the arm of her flannel shirt and, uh, and stuff it in the top of the alcohol bottle and then pull a lighter out of her back pocket and, uh, light the shirt. And then she's going to chuck it at the last guy that's shooting at her, her new friend, Lydia. Yeah. Molotov cocktail. Yep. I'm guessing I should roll. Yep. <laughs> a two. Oh, I have rolled a three. So mark yourself an XP. Okay. Uh, yeah, it hits the it hits the trash can and the flames just burst out, you know, on both sides. But he he is actually he saw you throwing it, so he has climbed. He's he's pulled open the back of it and and wedged himself inside this trash can. And you see the the barrel of his gun sticking out. You know the mail slot where you put stuff in. And he's he's shooting. Did I did I say trash can? Oh well, whatever. And he's shooting. He's firing off shots for now from inside the mailbox. From <laughs> as the fire rages around him. <laughs> from inside the mailbox. Yeah. Um. So. First, can I use an XP and take a skill of setting things on fire? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Second, um, so Lori setting things on fire. So Lori is going to run over to the mailbox. And because she is so good at kicking things, she is just going to do a flying kick and just try to kick it right over. 
All right. Yep. Roll that out. Two. I've rolled like my fifth three. <laughs> Would you stop with threes? <laughs> <laughs> so again, Lori is is really kind of excited to be in the situation. Like she's not that scared. Uh, you know, you never know what you're going to be like until you get in these situations. And she is a little excited and just a little too cocky. And so she just runs over and she gets like two steps from the mailbox and just kind of launches herself feet out. Uh, and in her mind, she's got like one leg drawn back and one leg fully out. And she's just gliding through the air and clearly going to kick this mailbox over. But in, in reality, it looks nothing like that. And she clumsily uh, hits the mailbox, you know, um, but she bounces off immediately and just hits the ground on, on her side. Just the wind knocked out of her just for a, a second there. Yeah. And from inside the mailbox, you hear laughing uh, <laughs> from this leader. Uh, just 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 got the giggles now as he's you know watched watched through the little slit of the mailbox as this woman just throw essentially just throws herself into the mailbox and bounces off of it Lori's feeling really um really embarrassed and, and not 100 percent sure what she's going to do because she she you know she's put down the rocket launcher to to throw the the mal- uh, the cocktail. So she looks around and she sees that walking by in the, in the middle of all this chaos is, um, is a raccoon. Yeah. So she just goes over and picks up the raccoon by its tail, opens the slot of the mailbox, throws it in <laughs> and closes the mailbox. Yeah. No bro required. Uh, this guy just, just got a very unpleasant surprise. His laughs turned to screams, uh, and the mailbox starts shaking back and forth and just the sounds coming out of it are just un, just unreal and sickening. <laughs> Lori laughs and just kind of brushes her hands off and walks over to make sure Lydia's okay. Yeah. You, you walk over and Lydia's like, Oh my God. I, I that, I mean, everything was just that was so badass. Uh, I mean, even the bouncing off of the the mailbox was kind of cool to witness. Oh, thanks. Um, when we tell the story later, let's let's not mention bouncing off the mailbox. So. Oh, yeah, sure, definitely, definitely. Um, we better go check on Davis and see how Davis is doing. And, and Lori turns around, and he's just you know, in the middle of, of kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah. You turn around uh, as you turn around, he, you see him, you know, he's got one left and he, he, he rips, he, he has a hold of his arm and he rips the arm off of, of this person, uh, and then uses it as a, as like a baseball bat and, and hits this person and, and sends them flying back about three feet and, and onto the ground. And then he drops it, turns around and he's breathing real heavy. You know, his, his white shirts just stained with blood and ripped open and, uh, he's just sitting there breathing heavy. His shoulders are going up and down. He's like, oh, he's like, it's been a few years since since I've have had a tussle like that. Davis, that's that was really that was really impressive. Um, I put a raccoon in the mailbox. The guy in there. Though. Oh, oh my uh, lord! Yeah, pretty proud of that. I, you know, I would be too. Uh, uh, he is. Yeah, he can't be having a good day. Those are vicious little fuckers. All right, all right. Enough with the war stories. We gotta get over there to Bert's house and make sure that Al Blanco's safe. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, you head over there. I've got to go. I've got to run up to the truck and, and, and uh, radio this in. All right, leave me your rocket launcher. Absolutely. You're, you're much better with it than I was. <laughs> so she hands the second, Lori hands the second rocket launcher to to Lydia and, and uh, has her own, and they take off running towards the house. All right. So, yeah, you get in. Uh, you heading straight down to the basement? Yeah, yeah. All right, so you get down to the basement, and you're met with with a shadowy figure. Uh, well, they're standing looking out of the glass. Uh, they have a couple of goons with them uh, between you and them. Uh, and the per- – well, that's what you see. We'll stop there. Okay. Um, so Laura kind of stops. She's um, probably halfway halfway down, and, and Lydia's – or a little bit more maybe, and Lydia's a couple stairs um, steps behind her and uh, she stops and, put, and puts her hand up to stop Lydia as well. And, and she says, who are you and what are you doing here? Are you here for El Blanco? And the the gentleman, uh, the goons all turn and pull guns on you. And the gentleman turns around and says, well, uh, I'm surprised you don't know me, seeing as there's only six degrees that separate all of us. And he turns around and it's it just Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and he has his hands back behind his behind his back and he says but I do you know I know you Lori what how how do you know me six degrees oh six degrees always with the six degrees yeah I know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone that knows you so well, by that logic I know you well, Kevin Bacon, then I think you know how we have to finish this with a dance-off. Well, I do know that. Uh, uh, I actually planned for it. Uh, as you see, I wore my dancing shoes. But first, first I have to hit this button. And he, out from behind his back, he pulls, this, pulls out this little uh, activator. And he pushes his thumb down on it. And you hear explosions just off in the distance. Oh. What was that? Oh, I just disabled the uh, protective perimeter around perfection. Uh, I blew it up. Disabled. It's a fancy way. I blew it up. Uh, Yeah, there's gaping holes out there now. Uh, So so now no one's going to be safe. Uh, Well, um, nobody here is going to be safe, I would assume. Why would you do that? Why would you why would you want the people of perfection to be in danger? Oh, I don't care about the people of perfection and he starts to dance towards you a little bit. <laughs> uh sorry, I just love this <laughs> so much. Uh so um <clears throat> so Lori uh, turns around to to Lydia and says, "Hold my rocket launcher." She takes off what's left of her flannel shirt so she's just in a tank top and jeans and um says to Lydia back up I'm, g- I'm gonna need some space and she um starts walking down the stairs and snapping yeah and the goons all kind of kind of part and they start snapping as well uh everybody <laughs> Kevin Bacon you know gives a little snap and a little shimmy and slides up next to you and starts to kind of circle you and he snaps his finger and points and music comes on uh and yeah, it, it is a dance off. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that uh, 
you know, Lori knows, knows Bert pretty well. They're, they're good friends. They go back a long ways. So she knows that he also had a secret love of music and dance. And so Lori, um, sees a remote control sitting, sitting on one of the shelves near the guns. And she goes over and dances over, of course, and, uh, hits the button on it and, um, strobe lights come on and a little disco ball. Yep, absolutely. And I think it's time we roll for dance off. Now, <laughs> I think it. I think we all know that Kevin Bacon is schooled in dance, so yeah. so he he has a level two skill of dance off. Oh, at least I would imagine. <laughs> oh, I rolled a six. <laughs> I rolled snake eyes. <laughs> so you get to go up a skill and and I would assume dancing or cutting foot loose or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, and, so Kevin and dancing. Bacon, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> so one of Laurie's favorite movies of all time is Footloose, and she has seen it so many times throughout the years. And uh, and Kevin Bacon's a little rusty. He's a little rusty. So she just pretty much schools him as she has memorized that dance, and she has danced it alone in her living room, and she just barely manages. To out to outdance him, and he is pretty embarrassed. He is. All of his goons are like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and, and Kevin Bacon goes, "No one outdances me." And he pulls. He he reaches back behind him, and it's this time something just bursts through the wall where the not where the protective glass is, but just bursts through the wall, and it's a, it's this it's a giant graboid. It's not it's not El Blanco. Just bursts in the wall, eats up all six goons, and it's there between you and Kevin Bacon. And Kevin Bacon says, "This isn't the last of me you'll ever see dancing." And he climbs up on top of it, and the graboid begins to make its way out of you know burrow through the hole as, with Kevin Bacon standing on it, hands on hips, just staring you down. Oh, yeah. Oh, he definitely rides that graboid off into the sunset. And I'm sure he's practicing and he will be back. Oh, he just rides it up to the surface. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bacon is not done. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's no more goons in the room, right? It's just me and Lydia again? Yeah. Okay. Um so Lori, uh, so I'm going to walk over to where the to where the glass is or where the hole is and see if I can. You know, I'm kind of looking for El Blanco, and I I want to see I want to say that I like see part of El Blanco, but I don't know if it's you know coming or going or really what it what it's doing. Um, I think that the goal is just to kind of try to go over and see if she can get a pulse on it and make sure that it's okay. Yeah, yeah, you look and you do see El Blanco. Um, and what's your graboid skill? What skill is that? Knowledge? Uh, knowledge, yeah, level one. I would say that's probably good enough to know uh, graboid uh, language, the language of the graboids. Awesome. If communicating with a graboid is something you would like to attempt. I mean, obviously, I just beat Kevin Bacon in a dance-off. Yeah. I might as well talk to a graboid. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so Lori's just gonna gonna say, "El, you know, El Blanco, I'm. Are you okay?" All right, give me a roll to to see right. to see if you get the right the right uh, guttural noises and, and words that would be <laughs> out. Oh, another six. Oh, another one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, you don't have to make those noises, but 
that you can. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead and tell me kind of how that plays out. So I'm going to say that it, to Lydia and to, and to anyone else that would be listening, it sounds like, like a drunken Wookiee. Um, but El Blanco understands her perfectly when she asks. And actually what, what she's going to do is, is say, I'm, my name's Lori. I'm a friend of Bert's. I'm here to take care of you. Are you, are you okay? And yeah. So Blanco, uh, El Blanco, you, you get back, uh, that El Blanco is fine. El Blanco is, is healthy and doing well. Uh, a little aggravated that her, her friend, uh, her, her friend Bert is gone, uh, up and left her. Um, but El Blanco knows that, that Kevin Bacon, uh, is still up there. She can hear him, hear him cursing and, and, and practicing his dance on top of this graboid, uh, that, that he is on. Okay. El Blanco, I know we've just met, but you can trust me. I have to get rid of Kevin Bacon once and for all. Can you take me to the surface on your back? And El Blanco doesn't respond. <gasps> but a moment later, oh, no. a moment later, you feel the ground shifting beneath your feet. <laughs> and El Blanco erupts out of the ground with you standing atop her. Uh, and and you both burst out of the ground up, on, up into perfection. Uh, and you see... I mean, you're met with the sight of Kevin Bacon, who is doing the footloose dance and still messing up in that same spot and getting pissed off. And every time he messes up, he pulls out a gun and shoots one of his goons in the leg. Uh, and he goes, you'll never dance again. Uh, and and as you come bursting out, he, you lock eyes with, with Kevin Bacon. And he says, oh, you back for round two then. Yes. I'm back to beat you once and for all, and I'll make you a deal. If I win, you have to leave town, and you can't ever come back. And he says, I, he says those are terms that I can agree to. And uh, uh, Lori takes out her, um, her smartphone, her iPhone, and she uh, turns on the soundtrack to Footloose. So they can start dancing. And Kevin Bacon says, oh, a fatal mistake you have made. <laughs> oh, man. Are we rolling for dance-off again? We're rolling for dance-off. I should have given myself a skill. Oh, I do have a skill yeah. in dancing. Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, a six. A six and a two. I got a five and a three. So All right. So your, your dancing skill, I mean, I guess you can get a level three skill in dancing or whatever. Yeah, you never know when you're going to need to beat Kevin Bacon in a dance-off, yeah. so I will take dancing level three. Um, yeah, I think I think Lori's just on it. I mean, El Blanco trusts her. I mean, how often do you get to ride a graboid and, and have a dance-off with Kevin Bacon? So um, she is really feeling the music, and it's really intimidating, even to Kevin Bacon. Yeah, so the two graboids are circling each other. Uh you know, and, and El Blanco, this beautiful, this beautiful, this beautiful graboid, rare graboid creature, uh, is circling around this this other one, and they're they're kind of entwining and kind of in a dance of their own. Except uh, except at times, El Blanco is taking bites out of this other one, which is throwing Kevin Kevin Bacon off his game up top as well. 
Yeah, mid-dance, he's he's doing really well, and then all of a sudden, his graboid will kind of rear back from being bitten, and he just loses his balance a little bit. And the whole time, um, Lori's in control and just executes the dance near perfectly. Yeah, and this goes on for a few minutes, and, and finally, El Blanco takes a big, big, just gashing bite out of, out of this other graboid, uh, and that throws Kevin Bacon off, and he lands on the dirt, and, uh, you know, just lands flat on his back, all the air gushing out of his lungs, and and El Blanco, you know, takes you around next to him. Yeah, El Blanco just kind of circles around, and and I just very gracefully step off of her back, and uh, and look down at Kevin Bacon and and say, you know, now you have to leave. Leave El Blanco and leave this town and never come back. And, and he he gets us just a, this this scour on his face and and you see that he he's considering taking some sort of action like pulling a gun on you or something uh, uh, you know because he's he's disgraced and and he's not he's you know he 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 lost his uh, a dance off to his own song using his <laughs> own dance moves to this to this. To this person that he only tangentially knows. Um, when as she's as she sees that he's about to do something, she um, asks El Blanco to to protect her in her guttural, drunken Wookiee language. All right, let's roll for that. All right, a one and a three. All right, well I wrote a two. So what what does El Blanco do to protect to protect newfound friend Lori from Kevin Bacon, who jumps up and pulls just this this big like Desert Eagle gun out and is swooping it around to, to shoot Lori? Yeah, as he jumps to his his feet and, and she's already started talking to to El Blanco, and so El Blanco just kind of um, like shoots almost up in the air. And then as she comes back down and is diving back into the ground, she just opens her mouth and just swallows Kevin Bacon whole. Yeah. So from Lydia's Lydia's perspective and, and Davis Miles' perspective, you know, a, a few yards off, we see this we see this this graboid El Blanco launch up out of the air. Uh, floods over top of Lori. Lori sticks her hand up in the air, free Willie style. And Blanco arches over and just lands mouth open on top of Kevin Bacon uh, and burrows into the ground next to him. Yeah, just continues his momentum, eats Kevin Bacon, and burrows back into the ground. Yep. And as as El Blanco just goes back into the ground, Lori just kind of reaches out and and brushes her her skin and says thank you. And El Blanco just chews on Kevin Bacon and, and burrows <laughs> d- deeper down into the ground. <laughs> and, and Davis Miles just uh, regains himself and, and walks over. Uh, he is radioed in, and soon you hear you hear uh, more helicopters coming in. He reassures you that it's the U.S. government, and the helicopters come in and, and, and swoop down, and repair teams get out and start start making repairs. Uh, you know, making plans to repair the protective circle, and you know they have flamethrowers that they're using to kind of keep the other graboids at bay. So there's this, just this big ring of fire around, around perfection uh, as they're they're trying to keep keep the other graboids out out of the protective circle. 
And, and, awesome. and a moment later you hear, you hear just, you hear El Blanco, uh, kind of, you know, talking to you again. Uh, you hear, you hear the guttural noises and, and you know, she, and she's talking about, she says, I don't want to be trapped anymore. So, so Lori hears that and she knows that, um, well, El Blanco and the others, the other graboids don't really seem, I mean, El Blanco seems a lot tougher than the other graboids. So she's pretty confident that, um, if she were to help El Blanco escape that, that she would be okay. Um, so I think that's what she's going to do. All right. So yeah, she, she, uh, Lori makes her, you know, she talks to Davis miles and everything and, and, you know, kind of, kind of talks back, you know, and after they finish up there, she, she kind of helps guide El Blanco out, you know, through one of the broken where, where she knows the protective barrier is broken and, you know, El Blanco makes her way out and, and, and is free. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And I'm going to say that, uh, Lori goes back to the, to the convenience store and, and gets another bottle of the of the alcohol, and she invites Lori back over to to um, to Bert's house, and they sit down to to have a couple of shots and probably watch Footloose. Yeah, and, and as you're watching it, the door opens uh, and you hear footsteps, and when you turn around, and look, it, it's Bert. He's there. He has returned from his trip. Bert, it's so good to see you. You've missed a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, where, where's El Blanco? She's safe, she's happy, but she didn't want to be here anymore, so I had to, I had to let her free. You let her free? Yeah. She's really nice. She saved me from Kevin Bacon. Well, you did good, kid. (laughs) You did good. And he sits down next to you. And sits and and has a drink, and and the three of you watch Footloose into the evening, and I think that's yep. where we'll call game. Awesome! <laughs> and that was roll for shoes. <laughs> what a fun game! Oh, I know. I'm so glad you suggested trimmers as, as a setting. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good. It was a really good setting, and I uh, I love the. The Kevin Bacon dance off edition. I yeah. think that was uh, an excellent piece. Well, uh, <laughs> as 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 it should be, you can't have tremors without Kevin Bacon. It's you so should, true. You shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should not. Uh, well, thank you for coming on, Kristen, uh, and playing this super fun game with me. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find find you on online? Are there anything interesting you got going on, or cool kickstarters that may be coming up in the future? Sure. Yeah. Um, you can find um, more information about our games at diceupgames.com or also on Facebook and on Twitter um, at diceupgames. And um, as far as upcoming projects, there's just a couple of things. Um, as I mentioned in the last time I was on the show, uh, Dice Up Games has partnered with uh, Shem Phillips of Garfield Games to put out a North Sea epilogues role-playing game and the kickstarter for that should be coming out towards the end of the year i want to say august or september but follow either garfield games or dice up or both for more information on that kickstarter um 
And then also, I just want to say something quick about Wait, Wait, Don't Roll Me, if that's okay. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Roll Me is an actual play podcast. We've Tim and I have both talked about it on the show before, but um, it's it's pretty fun to listen to. In addition to Roll to Play, of course, um, the crossovers are great episodes. Um, but we have a super secret campaign we're working on. Um, I was told by our producer, Dave, that I was allowed to mention that it's a super secret campaign. <laughs> so the, the release date is TBD. We are recording that now, but um, you can follow Wait, Wait, Don't Roll Me on Facebook for updates on when that will be released. And in the meantime, we have a couple other games coming out, including um, right now Wits and Chivalry is out, which is a hack of Lasers and Feelings that we did. And then... Um, another lasers and feelings game is actually coming out but if you check out the podcast there's more games than that we don't just play lasers and feelings i assure you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very good i really enjoy wait wait don't roll me thanks yeah it's fun i think our crossover episodes are, are great so we're looking forward to doing more of those with you absolutely we definitely will yeah all right well uh yeah thank you again for for joining me and and playing through this crazy game It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Roll2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly... Our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash Tritachion.